Hello girlies, welcome to Black Girls Cry 2, a podcast about black women going through the highs and lows of life. We're still in the month of love and I know this week was Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day to everyone who celebrated. But I'm not here to talk about relationships today, I'm here to talk about a different type of love, platonic relationships, and more specifically, female friendships. I always longed for a girl squad and more specifically a black girl squad growing up with shows such as girlfriends sex in the city desperate housewives and even more recent shows such as insecure and harlem my goal was to find those three to four ride or die friends who i'm going to live all these adventures with it's also funny how in all these shows a girlfriend group always consist of a quirky one, like a quirky artsy one, a sassy one, a serious one, and a wild one. I grew up longing for a girl squad like this and I honestly never found it. Part of that is because I have been living in different countries for a majority of my 20s, which made it more difficult to build lasting relationships. So as I settled in a country for more than a year, for the first time in, I think, five years, I decided it was time to actually focus slash research on building long-lasting relationships. But why did no one warn me it is so hard to make friends when you're a full-grown adult? But what's a friend? Britannica defines friendship as a state of enduring affection, esteem, intimacy, and trust between two people. To me, the most important things in the definition are intimacy and trust. Friendships that are not based on intimacy and trust, to me, are not friendships. You can have fun and laugh with people, you can hang out every day together because you're at uni or because you're alone abroad, But as long as they haven't passed a test of intimacy and trust, they cannot be defined as friends. Now, what does intimacy and trust entails? And how do you know if you have this in your friendships? For this, we can do a little exercise. So just grab a sheet of paper and a pen, of course, and think about all your friends, all the people you consider friends that you hang out with on a day-to-day basis or, you know, you catch up from time to time. Now, if someone asked you how you were doing, how many of these individuals could you genuinely confide in if things weren't going well? That's intimacy. Now, if these people... How many would you confide in without thinking afterwards, shit, I shouldn't have told them that? Or who would you call if you got a promotion without even having an afterthought that the person will feel anything but happiness for you? That's trust. So even though you might have many acquaintances, for example, party friends, uni friends, work friends, the lack of depth would disqualify them from being considered real friends. Now, situations change and life is weird, 
So acquaintances can become friends over time just as much as friends can become acquaintances over time. The difficulty is not really meeting people and having fun with them. The difficulty is to find people who are going to be there consistent, consistently through thick and thin. And when I talk about consistency, I don't mean you have to talk every day. But the consistency of the friendship is that both parties are actively working on maintaining that bond. Now you have low maintenance friendships. So friendships where you can go without talking for months and nothing changes. And you have high maintenance friendships where you will see each other more often and more actively will keep in touch. Both have their merits and there's not one better than the other. But we'll discuss that a bit later. Now, as we grow up, we get more and more busy with life and between a job, sometimes a husband or a partner, kids, taking care of yourself, going to the gym, meditating, praying. It gets more and more difficult to make times for friends. And I didn't even think about family. It's just more and more difficult to maintain high maintenance relationships as these require active commitment and time. But I think they are so worth it. And I think it's easy to fall into the idea that, oh, I don't have time for this. But it's easier to have low-maintenance friends. But it's more rewarding to have high-maintenance friends. And I always thought of myself as someone who was fine with having low-maintenance friends. I, as I said, like I didn't really stay in a country for very long so it was also difficult for me to have like those uh, high maintenance relationships so I was pretty happy with just having like these friendships where we catch up from time to time we don't see each other but we try to make some time but you know three months can easily pass without much of a discussion so we can like text a bit but like a call or like oh let's grab dinner some time could go by before we decided to do that. And I realized that I really long for high maintenance friendships. You know, people you can see on a week on week basis or on a bi-weekly basis, people you go to the gym with, people you do art with, people that come every week for dinner. And I think that I I have my family who I'm super close with and I have my partner and I've been pretty happy with that uh, for most of my life. But the idea that I'm going to step into so many new things in the next 10 years just makes me crave this deep intimacy and friendship with women. But friendships are difficult because they take time time to build that intimacy and trust and time to maintain the bond of the friendships knowing how busy life gets and that's unfortunately not the only reason why friendships can be hard as we're becoming more complete adults let's say (laughs) with our life experiences we change and we grow and sometimes our friends don't change and grow in the same direction as we do When I look at my close childhood friends, we couldn't take more different paths. And even though the friendships are still there, it is so different than 10, 15 years ago when we met. And I felt like we only had things in common. 
some friends who have bonded over our crazy dreams and adventures change their minds and now are focused on building their family. Some friends who have bonded with over Jesus became atheists. And these same friends can say the same thing about me, about how I changed. And sometimes the changes are so big that we don't have much in common anymore and we lose friends. I think we don't speak enough about the heartbreak of losing friends. Whether they break the friendship or it happens naturally, that shit really hurts. Have you ever been at a table with people you used to have so much fun with? And as you sit there, you realize you don't have that much in common anymore. You still love them, but the changes are so big that you can't ignore or unsee how much you changed or they changed. And you just know in your heart that you're actually not happy being there. And no matter how much you would try... You can't go back to what it used to be because you're not who you used to be. Friendship, heartbreaks suck. But sometimes they are necessary. Because the more you fill your time and space with people you don't actually enjoy being with, you limit the space in your heart for new people. And sometimes we stay in those relationships, whether romantic or platonic, out of comfort rather than out of love. It is so hard to get out there again, whether it's to find a new boo or, or a friend. It's just so hard. And, you know, it's convenient because the friends you have, you already know them. And, yeah, they're not perfect, but they're there. But the thing is, if they don't bring you joy anymore, what do they bring you? And what do you bring them? Sometimes people don't want us in their lives anymore. And what used to be fun and laughter changes in awkward interactions. And we see it slipping by in front of our eyes, but there's nothing we can do. Something's just changed. But what if you feel like you want to distance or cut friends off? Now, sometimes we're the ones who break up friendships for a plethora of reasons. Growing apart, life changes, betrayal, conflict, etc. I'm not going to focus on relationships that broke because of conflict, betrayal, jealousy, because those are external factors, let's say. But I'm going to focus on the friendships where nothing major happened. No big argument, no big crazy conflict. But something changed inside of us. We changed. Sometimes we outgrow our friends. Maybe we were young and as we grew up, realized they're not the type of people we want to be around anymore. I remember vividly during the Black Lives Matter protest how the opinion or silence of some of my friends made it impossible for me to continue the friendship. Because that's, I wouldn't say a value, but a belief system that is so crucial to me and part of my identity that 
I couldn't compromise that over friendships. And so sometimes we outgrow our friends and sometimes we outgrow ourselves. The old version of us doesn't align to who we are today. And as we change, we can take some people into the next seasons of our life. And I don't think that's inherently a bad thing. I don't believe everyone you meet is there to stay for life. I think sometimes you meet people for a season. And it's not because you can bring those people through the next season of your life that they haven't impacted you positively. And sometimes the friendships just lacks reciprocity. Friendships should involve mutual support, effort, and energy. And that's not only about you being the only one reaching out. That's also if you're consistently the only one giving your energy. I, for example, have always been the therapist friend. And so people come to me and they tell me their issues and I like listening and giving an advice. And unconsciously, I used to gravitate to people who needed my help. But I realized I used to gravitate to people who I felt I could help or who would say, you're so helpful. Thank you. It's always like nice to speak with you because you're just like, help me to understand and blah, blah, blah. And I realized that I didn't always feel like there was space for me in those friendships. And that's not only because they didn't give me space. It's also because I made myself small. And so in a two hour conversation, we would speak maybe 30 minutes about me and the rest would be about them. And so that became a pattern in my friendships. Now there's few reasons for this. There were two main reasons for this. The first one was on me. Um, and it was lack of vulnerability. I know I have a very hard time opening up. And so it's difficult to build meaningful relationships without opening up. And I'm actively working on that because I realize that the more I open up to people, the more they open up to me and the more genuine the base of our friendship because you can talk to me but I also can talk to you and that feels great and the second thing is I surrounded myself with people who found me helpful the thing is I don't want to be a helpful friend don't get me wrong I'm happy to be there for my friends but I don't want to only be that I recently saw a TikTok where a girl said that she actively avoids being useful in relationships. She does not seek to be useful. And she explains that she very intentionally cultivates friendships in which the benefit is their joy of being in her presence. And so she was saying that people who select you as a friend because you make them feel better or do some kind of labor for them or well-meaning and usually they don't do it on purpose but that they are so draining 
And one thing she said that like struck me was that they also like rarely call you when they don't have issues. So when things are going well, you don't really hear from them. And then when things are going bad, they call you. And um, that was something that hit hard for me because I always had this idea that friendships are unconditional so i'm giving unconditional support and i receiving unconditional support but i realized that it wasn't unconditional being a therapist friend is just people coming to you when you have issues and when there's fun things they might not call you but when it's hard they know that you're going to be there and the thing is it hurts it hurts to be a friend that only is called when things are going bad imagine if you had a partner that only knew your number when he needed something that would be awful right and so i had to check myself like why do i get into this pattern of relationships where i feel like i am the one who is listening and i am the one who is giving more than i feel like i receive and i think that's an issue with like a lot of black women it's the people pleasing because i feel like oh i need to bring something in a relationship while actually i don't have to bring anything the added value i bring into a relationship a friendship is me i don't have to be your therapist i don't have to be helpful i don't have to buy you gifts the added value is my presence and honoring and i need to learn to honor myself and to love myself enough to realize that i am enough just the way i am i don't need to bring something extra in the relationship the base of the relationship should be joy and love and not emotional labor in the tiktok and she said a sentence that i loved which was my friendships are places of spiritual refuge and joy and if someone happens to need some emotional support we're all there but the friendship is not built on a need for emotional labor so obviously as i said i felt called out <laughs> And I know I'm not the only one. I I grew up in white spaces and often the black friends is the friend who's going to help you, the friend you're going to when you have issues. She's there to listen, she's there to make you laugh, and she doesn't get that much in return. And I think that's a pattern we need to break because your presence is enough. you being your cute and fun self is enough now i took a personal example because obviously i can only talk about my experiences but there's so many th- reasons why friendships sometimes don't work out and if you're not sure whether you need to keep someone in your life or not check how you feel after interacting with them do you feel energized Do you feel drained? Do you feel tired? If you have those negative feelings, like 
feeling drained, tired, exhausted, maybe it's time to set those people aside. Normally, after meeting your friends, you should feel energized, joyful, because that's the base of relationships, love and joy. Now, I don't believe in ghosting friends. I know some people say, yeah, we distance ourselves and then there was nothing to say. I think if I feel like I need to break up with a friend, let's say, I think because of the part they played in my life, I owe it to them to give them a respectful answer. Now, it's different if people disrespect you or whatever. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about nothing happens. But you just feel like this is not a person I want to continue in this next season I'm entering or in this next part of my life. I think open communication is always a way. It's also going to be a way for you to say goodbye uh, and end on good terms. And obviously, friendship heartbreaks suck. And I think that just as you grieve romantic relationships... You grieve those platonic relationships. And it's important to make time for that grief and allow yourself to sit with your feelings. Life is uncomfortable. And breaking up with friends is uncomfortable. And it's okay. It's okay to feel those feelings are uncomfort, sadness, maybe regret or anger. It's normal. And I think it's not because you don't want someone in your life anymore that you don't have love for those people anymore. I will always want to see you eat, but maybe just not at my table anymore. And that's okay. Now, on a topic of finding new friends. How can we find the right friends for us and build connections that last I'm gonna say two things before we start with the list first making friends is an intentional process and that's something I didn't really realize you need to be as intentional about meeting people that you want to spend a good chunk of your life with than you are about meeting a future partner and two I think it's important to be comfortable with being alone my mom used to say better to be alone than in bad company i know that when we feel lonely or when we feel like we maybe don't have friends especially if for example i live abroad so i don't have family here or anything and when you get to a place where you're like by yourself It's easy to just stay with people out of convenience. And I would advise against that because it's important to be comfortable being by yourself. And by staying with people out of convenience, you also limit the potential of actually meeting people you like and enjoy spending time with. Sometimes where I'm like at parties, dinners or like whatever... I feel like there's people who don't really want to be there, but don't really have a choice. There's, they don't have that much in common with the others. 
they don't really engage in the conversations they're just there because basically you don't feel like they really have a choice but i know that when i lived abroad in the beginning you know no one so you're trying to hang out with people and i i remember actually specific instance when i was living in china and there was this big group of french people and all they did was drinking and partying which was not like where my head was at and so in the beginning i hung out with them because i didn't really feel like i had a choice as in i didn't know anyone and i just decided one day like i actually don't want to do this and i stopped going and i spent a few weeks by myself almost and it was actually the best because because i was by myself other students came up and like they came to me because like it's less you know when you see someone by your by, by themselves it's less scary to approach them than if they're in a big group and because i kind of dis- distanced myself i was able to actually meet people i'm still in touch with today I was really proud of myself because I was 20 so I wasn't the brightest star <laughs> in that age as we all were but I knew very early that I'd rather be by myself than with people that don't align to my values and that I don't really want to be with just for the sake of not being by myself And so it's important, I think, to not just stay with people because, oh, I don't have a choice, I don't want to be by myself, but really making the space to be alone for some time, get to know yourself and be comfortable with being by yourself. And I'm, I'm positive that the universe sends you the right things at the right time once you take the right decisions for yourself now what can we do to make new friends and as i wrote this it's also a bit for me because as i said like i'm also actively building relationships and friendships here so number one is being your absolute self you should be able to be yourself without the feeling like you're too much or not enough And that's hard, especially when you're like a people pleaser like me. Because you want to please people, basically. So the thing is, there are always going to be people that love you for who you are at 100%. When I think about it now, for example, I would say my partner, my close friends, my family. But the thing is, my partner and my close friends, they actively chose me. They didn't have any incentive to do that but my personality. And when it comes to friendships, to me, it's definitely quality over quantity. I take one to two real friends over a room of acquaintances any day. And I have been more intentional about showing up as my true self. And the thing is... You attract people by your authenticity, never by your conformity. And the more I show myself, the more I'm comfortable with being myself. And the thing is, the more you show up as your true self, 
the more you attract people that you will actually get along with which is funny because when i do things that for example let's say i think are funny but i think maybe not most people are going to think they are funny the people who laugh or the people who come to me are like oh uh, like i laughed at that joke that was so funny well we have something in common with the real me well if i hadn't made that joke that maybe wasn't that funny i wouldn't have connected with them and not only being yourself pursuing your interests and passions the more i pursue my interests and my passion the more i meet people that are like-minded number two being open to meeting new people whether it's a social event a dinner organized by friends a volunteering event say yes and go because you actually never know where you'll meet your tribe number three take initiative I was actually discussing this topic with a friend of mine, Noella, shout out to you. And she said something, a few things that stayed with me. But one thing she said was, how can you complain about eating alone when you never invited anyone to join you at, at your table? And I love this because the amount of time I'm at the gym, at the library, or even just walking around and I see people that seem dope. What if I just went up to them and reached out? What do I have to lose? The worst thing is that they're rude. And the best thing is that maybe they also kind of need this connection, you know, and that could blossom into something beautiful. And last but not least, be a good friend before wanting friends. Everyone wants a listening ear, but who can listen? Everyone loves the entertaining, funny friend, but who can go out of their way to make the evening enjoyable for their friends? Finding good friends start by being a good friend. And that same friend told me another thing that stuck with me as we were discussing this topic. She said, I don't know why people would accept a low-maintenance friendship because they wouldn't want a low-maintenance relationship. And I felt called out again. <laughs> because it made me realize how low maintenance friendships still require effort of reaching out from both sides and these same friendships were there before my partner and if god forbid my partner and i would break up they would still be there after and i think it's easy to take low maintenance friendships for granted because they're so low maintenance but they still require to be watered by both sides and so i know that in 2024 i really want to make an active effort of not taking these friendships for granted because it's so easy you know oh you see them only every six months so you don't even like think about oh what they're doing but six months is a long time a lot of things can change in six months and i think you know even if it's a quick call or a quick text saying hey i'm thinking about you can change your friend's day so i believe in low maintenance friendships but i also believe in being intentional about your friendships and putting the work in your friendships no matter how low maintenance they are i know making new friends 
takes time. It requires patience, commitment, and persistence. But I'm not ready to give up on the black girl squad of my dreams yet. <laughs> and I know one day I'll have my bottomless branches surrounded by people I genuinely love and who genuinely love me. People who will be aunties to my kids and I to theirs. People I will hold hands through tough times and who will celebrate me in my wins. But no matter what happens in the future, I will always be grateful for this growing community. So thank you, friends. And in the beautiful words of Pamela Anderson, Happy Valentine to those I love and have loved. So that was the end of the episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Let me know what you thought about it. I will see you next week. And in the meantime, I'm sending you loads of love. Yours always. Love.